All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on No Really Everything's Fine, the podcast for proposal managers by proposal managers. And we are joining you today from, according to our guest, Lindsay Divin, the urine-stenched stairwell parking garage in Las Vegas, where she was just visiting. <laughs> so we, this is the most unpleasant location that we can think of today, but we're happy to join you. And No Really Everything is truly fine when we have our wonderful guests on today. Let's do a quick round of introductions, and then we'll get started on today's topic, all about digital marketing. Uh, my name is Catherine Bennett. I am the owner and co-founder of Outlaw Proposals and Proposal Industry Experts, coming to you today from Whistler, Vancouver, Canada, where we are kicking off our new initiative. So yeah, when you hear this later, we're getting, we're, the company launch will be complete and we'll be on our way. But let's go ahead and get the rest of our panel introduced. Nora, what do you say? Sure. Hi, uh, I'm Nora Fox. I uh, am coming to you burnt to a crisp uh, <laughs> from not much sun exposure at all. Uh, and I work for Shipley Associates. I've been in proposal management for about five years, and I work on a uh, Fortune 50 software account as a consultant. Excellent, Nicole. Hi, everyone. This is Nicole Robinson, aka the RP Queen, and I have been in proposals for 17 years, and I'm currently the sales enablement manager at one of North America's largest privately held cybersecurity firms. Great. And last but certainly not least today, our guest, Lindsay Diffin, who is joining us with a vast amount of experience, her own podcast, and we're going to dive deep into digital marketing with her in just a second. But Lindsay, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you for having me on. I am uh, uh, been in the industry, been managing proposals since 2005, um, mostly working at architecture engineering type firms, so the built environment a lot of the buildings and theme park rides you've been on maybe at Universal or Disney. Some of my previous firms have designed. Um, it's currently, I have a day job where I'm a marketing manager for Full Sail Partners, which is a software consulting firm for Dell Tech. And, and my side gig or my night job is I run Marketers Take Flight, which is a training and development company for proposal managers and marketing coordinators. And um, I have a podcast by the same name, Marketers Take Flight. Fabulous. And Lindsay, I think part of what, what drew us into your orbit is because of the fact that you're thinking how proposal managers and marketing teams really can improve their work. You're, you're trying to describe how people can be more effective and methods that they can use to both personally and professionally advance themselves that maybe we're not taught in our traditional proposal management classes. So you, can you give us, today's our crash, crash course on digital marketing, and we'd love to learn more about what you think about the role of digital marketing in the space, and then we can talk a little little bit about how each of us has experienced that as well. Yeah. So my, my, like my high level philosophy is like digital marketing now is kind of like your calling card or your, um, you know, your old like yellow page ad or your banner or your billboard. It is the first place everybody goes to look, to either look and learn more about you personally or your firm. You know, the first place people go to is Google. And they say, how do I do this? And how do I, you know, what about this firm? Or, you know, so digital marketing really answers those questions. And you want your firm or your services or you personally to be at the top of that list when somebody is Googling. And I know like uh, some of you guys like Nicole and Nora, you guys work with clients that are probably government agencies or secretive agencies or, and a lot of times people ask me, well, they're like, well, they don't go online. 
heck yes, they do. Are you kidding me? They're Googling things. You know, they might have a secured Google or they might have some other kind of things, but they're they're humans. We live in that kind of culture now where the first thing we do is we go to Google. And so really digital marketing is what is, you know, how to put your, your firm in those um, search results. To me, that's what digital marketing is. Now, Nora and Nicole, does this kind of is this part of a job duty that you've seen as a proposal manager? Because if, if coming from architecture, engineering, and construction, marketing, this is very much something that would fall into our wheelhouse. But I'm curious if most proposal managers, in your opinion, kind of kind of uh, touch this function very frequently. Not for me, no. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, we've always worked in collaboration with marketing teams, and because my actual training, my background is in business with a focus in marketing, I've always been able to take my education and everything that I learned about how, how to do it, basically, <laughs> and apply it to proposal management. So mm -hmm. for me, it's worked hand in hand. Um, and I will often reach out to marketing teams for content um, that I can repurpose because it does tend to be a little more on the salesy side and I need it to be a little more on the technical side, even layman's technical. Um, and sometimes technical, technical, depending on who my audience happens to be. But having an understanding of the marketing function in the role of a business and how it operates has greatly enhanced my capabilities as a proposal manager. Yeah. Yeah. I will say from my side, not not digital marketing is the way Lindsay described it, but one of the things that I've always had a focus on, um, especially when I was doing public sector proposals, mm -hmm. is stealing things to use in my, from marketing materials in my actual RFP mm -hmm. um, to make it sound um, a little more friendly than sometimes how technical people will write their things, but also oftentimes I would see, especially in public proposals, sometimes in private, um, but no marketing materials, right? So they don't want you exactly. to include your marketing slicks, your product slicks. And so to get around that, I would often steal things from the marketing and product slicks and work them into my proposals. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And um, what I've seen, you know, so Catherine's right. So in the, particularly, I would say in the built environment, architecture, engineering, and construction, there's a very blurred line between proposal managers and marketing. They're often the same people or the same group of people doing both tasks. So they're developing content that's used for everything, <laughs> proposals, um, you know, the website, um, blog posts, social media posts. Um, and so, but what I would challenge you too is, is, what I tell my my clients is we're developing a lot of great content for our proposals that could really be used in digital marketing. So as a proposal manager, um, you know, you're writing some really good stuff. You're getting some really good stuff that's persuasive. Now, obviously, some of it is specific to that client and to that project, so it will need to be tweaked. But that content, feeding that back to marketing, you would be their best friends because that's what they need. Um, digital marketing, it, you know, it only lives with really good content. And it's really hard to get content from technical staff, as you guys know, in your proposals. So your technical staff have you guys wanting content and they have marketing wanting content from them. So I think that's one place, especially if it is separate, to work together and say, hey, I have this great piece, you know, or they really did this really good risk assessment evaluation 
you know, or risk mitigation approach. Uh, you know, we did a lot of those. Um, you know, could we turn that into a checklist or give that to marketing and turn that into a checklist that's like a freebie download that's part of your digital marketing or something like that, for an example? Lindsay, do you ever, um, does that ever become the start of a case study or anything for marketing where you're sort of leading with this this content and then they can kind of take it and run with it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they will have the ideas like what I just said, like, oh, let's turn this into a case study. Let's put it into a video. We can do a short form video, a long form video. And I am like, I I love to repurpose. I, I think it's like a challenge to me because quite honestly, I'm, I'm lazy. So I don't want to have to create more work <laughs> than I need to. And so what is the mileage I can get out of one piece of content? So you're right. So it might be a case study. I might take it and then do a checklist or an infographic or a short form video or a long form video. But it's really once the content is given to the marketing, that's when marketing can do their magic and come up with all the different scenarios. What advice would you give to a first time proposal manager who is entering the, entering the industry for the first time? They're kind of trying to figure out, get the lay of the land. They're standing up their processes or they're, or they're taking on an existing process. Um, and they need to now start to reach across the aisle and to work with a marketing team. What advice, what are some of like the, the, the first three things you would say to them? Capture these three things to get you guys, to get yourself going um, mm -hmm. in that space? Well, first thing I would say is meet the marketing staff, like get to know them, understand what they're doing and what their goals are and what their plan is. Because a lot of times people just come in assuming that they know marketing, right? So don't come in and assume you know what they're doing. Ask and, and, and you know, ask what they're doing, what their goals are, what their plans are. Um, and where they're struggling and what kind of content they're looking for. And then that way, when you're putting together proposals and, you know, you could keep that in your back of your mind. And if you something um, comes across your desk that or your screen and it, it kind of meets that, you can send it over to them um, and they, they will be your best friends forever um, if you do that. But I say I would say get to know them, get to know what their goals and objections uh, object objections, uh, um, objectives are, excuse me, um, and what kind of content they're looking for, you know, to fill in their content calendar, because hopefully they have one. Um, and, you know, what pieces are missing. And, you know, they're people. So, you know, just, it's just like, you know, with your technical staff, you want to build those relationships with them. You want to build the relationships with the marketing staff as well. I think it's really fascinating as we move into this conversation around how, particularly what I'm seeing a, a big, a big discussion happening in the proposal space right now is around video, what role it plays in our own submissions and within the within the digital marketing space in general. So, Lindsay, can you talk to a little, us a little bit about the evolution of video and how you've seen it change, maybe over the span of your really substantial career, and where do, where do you predict some of those new assets playing a role in the proposal space? Yeah, so I'm going to just sum it up with the TikTok effect. I mean, the short form entertainment, edutainment videos um, really are, I think that's the future 
especially I was reading into um, Deltech, the, the software that we do does a, an annual clarity report for A&E industry. And I was just diving deep into that the other day to do a blog post. And the generational shift is changing, right? Now that the millennials are the most in the workplaces, Gen X, we're like in mid to upper management, but the millennials are getting into that lower and mid management. And so you've got to start thinking, you know, how they like to consume content. Um, and so I think video, I think because we don't have time to read, we don't have time, you know, we don't. So if you could be succinct and educational in an entertaining way in a video, um, it could be two minutes, it could be 10 minutes, as long as it engages the, the viewer and it's informational in an entertaining way <laughs> is the key. And so I think that's the appeal of the TikTok videos because they're short and you can, you know, and they're kind of give you a little chuckle, but you get some information from them. I've been experimenting with them as well. And I've been trying to do them for my company. That's a little bit more serious. Um, you know, we, we sell ERP systems and CRM systems to enterprise software. So it's, you know, it's not the most sexy thing to sell, um, you know, and, but I think that's what people are looking for. And I think now you can't probably do that in your proposals, but I, I do see, especially with COVID, what we were seeing in our industry and in our markets where people were doing, instead of shortlist presentations live, they just wanted to see a video. And so firms were really, some firms are even building studios and getting like hiring videographers or video editors on their proposal teams to kind of edit those videos because they saw that coming. And I'm, I'm seeing this a lot more in the construction space, the general, the commercial construction for these large, you know, billion dollar projects, multi-million dollar projects that that's happening. I don't think firms can do that or have the budget, but, and I don't think it needs to be high quality so much as to... You know, the, the new, my daughter's new iPhone is, she is the newest iPhone, my 12 year old, right? She is the newest one. I have the oldest one in the family. But when I do videos on her phone, it it is like a movie. And so I, I don't think, I think with the right lighting and the, and the right mic and a good iPhone, you could do a meet the team. Here's your project team. Here's your project manager. And here's my philosophy. You know, you can do some of those because people are craving that connection and video really helps that. You guys are doing your podcast video. I think podcasts, that's why I started a podcast because I wanted to connect more with my clients and my students through my courses. And it just gives that extra level of connection that words on a page really can't do or words on a screen can't do. And especially coming out of the pandemic and everybody working from home and you know, just kind of lonely. I think we we're just like craving that, that human to human connection. So recently, yeah. I think Catherine, you posted a, a poll about this on LinkedIn, right? Oh, yes. About how, whether post. or not TikTok, yeah, whether or not TikTok was professionally appropriate. There was another yeah. one about using videos in, in proposals, right? Like, does it make yeah. sense? And mm -hmm. so I saw so many people, which I thought was really interesting, saying, no, they have absolutely no place in proposals, et cetera, et cetera, which I think that there's a time and place for everything personally. Um, but Lindsay, so if, we, if, if we're trying to convince someone who's just completely anti, this doesn't belong here, it's not appropriate, et cetera, et cetera, right? What advice would you give um, to trying to sell that 
kind of internally to people who are just like, no, this is not okay. Well, I mean, first I would say, well, our competitors are doing it and we know that they are. And if we just want to stay even, like not even have an edge, but to stay even, we need to do it. I mean, I don't know how your company, your industries are, but when I tell that to an engineering principal and I say an engineering firm principal and I say all your competitor, you know, competitor A, B and C are doing it, he or she is going to be like, okay, we got to do it. So really that's the baseline. And then the second one would just be like, you want, you know, these are probably big ticket proposals, right? The, the clients are trusting you. You want the client to select your firm for this million dollar, multi-million dollar, you know, project or, you know, job. They need to ha know and trust you and like you. And video is th the best way to do that second to, you know, building those relationships before the proposal. And so it really just cements all of the work that you've done, bef hopefully, before the proposal. Um, and so, and if you haven't, then I would say definitely you need to because they don't know you from Adam and that you and video is the best way, the second best way than face-to-face -face in real life to get to know somebody. Excellent observations and not something we usually talk about here with this relationship between proposal folks and, and in the digital space, how those, how those interactions and relationships are evolving. So this is a really exciting topic. And Lindsay, I know you're diving into this really intentionally in your own practice. Um, so, so let's, I'm going to pause real quick because Nicole, it sounds like you might have something that you want to ask. No, actually, I just thought that was really good. <laughs> My face is doing all the talking. <laughs> extremely extremely useful and i know that it, Lindsay, you've been a, you've been making moves in this space as long as i've been around and so i, I would love to have other people uh, be able to access your resources so can you tell us how we find marketers take flight and then some of these new initiatives called, called mod marketing that you're bringing to the space we'd love to learn more about those as well yeah so the best place to find me is marketerstakeflight.com um, from there, you can find everything else, but I have a podcast by the same name. Um, and then I do that podcast weekly, but I've um, introduced as part of that podcast, a series all about digital marketing called mod marketing. So it'll be like every other week. One of the episodes will focus on this digital marketing because I was hearing from my students or marketers that I talked to um, in various industries that were like, we know we should, but we don't know what to do and we don't know what it is. And so I'm starting from the basics. Um, the, the most previous episode was about goals, goal setting, marketing campaign goals. Um, the first episode in this series was like, what the heck is digital marketing and why should we do it? So it's really starting from, you know, basic level. And I think anybody, proposal managers, marketing managers, sales managers, everybody will get some benefit out of it. Sounds amazing. So Lindsay today has told us how to make sure that we are featuring in Google searches with our organizations, understanding how to work with our content marketing and our digital marketing teams as proposal managers, and how to build connection with other folks in our industry. Pretty profound words from our stairwell here in Las Vegas. Thank you again for joining here us here on No Really Everything is Fine, where we are actually in the flaming dumpster behind your office complex every two weeks here with our delightful podcast releases don't hesitate to check us out everywhere that podcasts are found and we are particularly active on podbean 
we are also excited to be participating. Hopefully, please, please push for Lupicon to include us as MCs in the Lupio or Lupio to include us as MCs on the Lupicon uh, conference that's coming up because we're dying to have our own session. So if anybody wants to put that out into the world, we've already asked them. We're hoping that they're going to bring us on board for that as well. So that if you can, if you can advocate for us in that and for the Signal Awards, which will be awarded in November, we're also on the slate for that. So again, thanks for joining us here at No Really Everything's Fine. My name is Catherine Bennett, and we are out. Thank you.